Welcome back for season four of the PDX Pet Connection podcast. Sorry for the delay. We were dealing with some medical issues and raising a crazy corgi puppy, but the podcast is back and we have some exciting new guests lined up. I'm also welcoming my new co-host, Benny, a redheaded tricolored corgi. On today's episode, I have animal communicator, Shauna Marie Fisher. Stay tuned to hear about how her dog Luna was the inspiration for the work she does and the many ways she uses her gifts to help pet parents today. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection Podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent, then you have come to the right place. This podcast connects you to Portland-based pet businesses, services, and nonprofits. You get to hear their story and what they're doing in the Portland pet community. If you love this podcast and want to connect to other pet parents in the Portland area, head on over to our Facebook group and join in on the fun. And now, your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoshel. Connection podcast. On today's episode, I have Shauna Marie Fisher, an animal communicator and energy healer. Hi, Shauna. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? So great to be here with you. I am doing awesome. So excited to have you, especially since we met you at Doggy Dash and you had so much fun stuff to say that uh, Benny was telling you and our former dog, Lucas. And so I'm super excited to talk about uh, animal communication today. Awesome. Me too. I love to share about it with people because it's a thing a lot of people don't know exists, right? So it's, I feel like it's so important for people to know that it's an option for them and the pets in their life. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what exactly is animal communication? Yeah. So there's so many different ways to describe it, right? So some, you know, it's kind of like the, the Dr. Doolittle of pets, right? Everybody's seen that movie, Dr. Doolittle, right? Like, oh, wow. Okay. Like you can really hear what they're thinking and, and know their thoughts. So that's basically what animal communication is, is I'm like the translator, the bridge between people and their pets as that conduit for information with things the pets want to share. So it could be like, I want this new bed, I want this new toy, or my legs bothering me, or I'm sad that, you know, my friend, you know, that was my litter mate or my best friend passed away, right? Any of those things that, you know, they're going through. So it's, it's, it's just, I'm that voice for the pets. So what's interesting is it can come through in many different ways for me. So sometimes it'll be, you know, a picture that they'll send me of something, right. Or it'll be a sensation that I'll get in my body or, um, you know, they'll give me an image of like, Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm running I'm playing. I love this. I want more of this. So there's different ways that it comes through or sometimes. So it's like, I can see it, or it's just that knowing that comes through, or, um, they, uh, they show me that thought, or sometimes they give me a taste of something they want to. So like, I don't like, you know, lamb's long or liver or, you know, anything like that. So sometimes I'll get a taste for that. And I'm like, okay, that's definitely, you know, coming from them. So they give me that and they make me really want it. So I'm like, okay, here you go. So it it can help, you know, with so many different things for people with their pets, if they're going through a behavior issue, or if they just rescued a new pet, or if there's a medical issue, of course, 
I'm not a vet, so I can't diagnose, but I can pick up on what's going on from the animal's perspective, you know, mm-hmm. to say, okay, you know, they're letting me know this is bothering them or, you know, when they take this, like it helps or it makes them feel this way to, to kind of work alongside vets, right. To give their perspective. Yeah. And at least maybe give a starting point or a talking point that they can, you know, go to their vet with, you know, to say that this seems to be bothering them because at least it can help to start. Right. Exactly. It's so true. So true. So like, how can the um, pet communication help the pet human bond? Oh yeah. So what it really does, I love that question, is it helps to open up the natural communication you have already going on with your pet, right? So there's always those times where you're like, okay, you know, with Benny, maybe you might be like, oh, I feel like he really wants to go for a walk or, you know, like he wants a treat or, you know, oh wait, you know, like he wants me to move his bed or whatever it is. So what happens is a lot of times when somebody has an animal communication session, it opens up those just natural ways that the pets are always communicating with us. So you might notice like, oh, wait, why am I getting this from Vinny? Or I'm feeling this. And it just deepens that connection because they're so happy that we're receptive to their wants, desires, and needs and, and what's going on with them. They're just, they get so happy about that. So it helps to, that helps to solidify and deepen that connection even more than we already have with them, right? Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So now have you ever had a pet not want to communicate? You know what? Like I've had them kind of be like maybe a little bit like, oh, you know, at first, like maybe a little bit like, whoa, what what is this about? So, you know, sometimes I might be out and about and, you know, a dog or a cat will see me and they'll just kind of look at me like, whoa, like what what's going on? <laughs> Like, wait a minute, I can, I can feel there's, there's something going on that's, uh, you know, and they're just like, wow, okay. Like I had this one time I was at, when I lived in the Seattle area, I had went to this event and I was crossing the street one way. And then in the opposite direction, there was a guy and his dog and he was trying to cross in the opposite way, but his dog would not let him cross that way. He made him cross the street by where I was. And it was interesting because he came up and talked to me and he was like, this is so strange that my dog did this. And I said, oh, well, you know, not really to me and explained to him that I do animal communication. And then he brought up some things that were going on with his dog in relation to his diet. And I was able to give some insight and feedback. So they know. <laughs> so yeah, and sometimes they might just be like, okay, no, no, no. Like, don't, don't, I don't want to tell you any of my secrets. (laughs) Yeah. That dog was like saying, Oh wait, that lady can help me. Hang on a minute. We got to go back. Right. Yeah. Cause they know they're so in tune. And I've had some people be like, Oh wow. My, you know, dogs never like that with people or, you know, my cats never like that with people. Cause they know, like if we're Mm -hmm. open to that communication with them and we have that, they know they're, they're so receptive to everything that we think, whether we realize it or not. So What I always like to tell people is everything that you think, whether you verbalize it or not, all of our thoughts, they pick up on all of that, right? So if you have like a thing of like, okay, you know, Fiona doesn't do good on walks. Fiona, like, you know, helps project that because she's like, okay, I don't do well on walks, right? So it's those projections we put out to them. And then also too, say you have a dog that you don't want to have bark and you're like, Oh my gosh, like stop barking, stop barking. What they hear you saying is bark. You know, yeah. that's, that's what they hear. Just like a cat. You're like, don't scratch on the couch. 
And the image you're sending them is them scratching on the couch. So what you want to do is show them scratching on what you want them to scratch on. Because they're masters of that nonverbal communication. They are so on it. Yep. So <laughs> they are on it. They are. So like, what's, what are some of the funniest things that pets have told you? Oh my gosh. So I had this one cat tell me one time that I'm the protector of the stuffed ones. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is that all about? And so I conveyed it to their people and it was their daughter's stuffed animals. Right. And so it's so funny. And then I had this one cat tell me this one time, I want those Cheeto treats, Cheeto treats. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know your people. They're so health conscious. I know they don't get Cheetos and they don't give you Cheetos. And it just kept coming and coming. So I told the people and they're like, oh yeah, we have these like Stella and Chewy's treats and they're like puffy and they kind of look like a Cheeto. So sometimes the way they communicate things is different than like what we interpret it to be. Right. So, so that was really like funny. It's like, okay, Cheetos. Okay. <laughs> I know some people that actually do give, have given their cat a Cheeto. So. <laughs> yeah. Not a good idea. Not but a good this, idea. But the Stella and Chewies do look like puffy Cheetos. Yes, right? Exactly. Yes. And much better, like way better than people Cheetos. We probably shouldn't even be eating Cheetos. So. Yeah, exactly. We probably don't want to know what that orange is. Exactly. <laughs> so besides animal communication, I know that you do energy healing. So uh, what's that about and how is that done? Yeah. So energy healing, what I do with that. So I'm attuned to Reiki, which I, you know, I think everybody has that like energy that we can, that we can send and transmute, right. To, to help with healing. So what it is, is it's that energy between our hands, right. You can put your hands together and then move them apart and put them together again. And you can feel that kind of like current of that, like magnetic energy and that magnetic pool, right. I believe everybody is attuned to that. So when I do an energy healing session with a pet, sometimes I'll be on Zoom with the people and do it right then. Or sometimes I'll um, be on the phone with them and do it. Or sometimes I'll just do the energy healing session with the pet. And then I will contact the person afterwards and say, okay, I picked up on this. Because what happens is during the energy healing session, sometimes a pet will be like, okay, my energy flow is kind of stuck right here, right? Like they'll, they'll bring up things in the bigger picture scheme of things that are going on with them. So what it can do is it can just kind of help to tune things up and balance them. So it's kind of like a massage, but you're doing the the healing work from a distance, um, or you can do it right there with them. So I just had a session this week, um, this weekend, actually, with this cat, these two cats, and one of them, um, I was doing some energy healing, and you know, they were showing me like, okay, this area with my fur like helped to move that energy and that flow. So doing that energy work just helps to helps to do that. So it looks like a massage. You're moving your hands, but you're not physically on there. And then I worked with a dog that was um, going through some uh, some treatment and health issues, and what that did. did for that dog is it helps to bring them kind of calm and ease, ease their mind. So that's kind of what energy healing can do is it can help with that. And then it helps other things come up because other things with communication come up as I do the energy healing. Cause they're like, Hey, wait, this area bothers me or there's this here. And they, they show me different things and give different messages, which it's really, it's really interesting to do that. Like I was doing one energy healing session on zoom with this lady and it was so cool. So I close my eyes usually when I do it. And, um, 
she said that she could see the light coming from my fingertips, which was so cool. I was like, oh, wow. wow. I'm like, oh, right. So it's, so it's just, yeah. So that's, that's what it does. It's really amazing. So, and you're able to do that all remotely, huh? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Remotely. Yeah. You can do it in person. So the one dog I did, I worked in person with, and then um, for the end of his life, I did everything remotely and, and some really beautiful messages came through, um, as he was getting ready to make his transition, some messages for his people. So sometimes that can be kind of like a, like a gateway and a back way into communication with them through the, <laughs> through that healing work, other stuff. Can come oh, okay. So it's cool. Yeah. And I also saw that you use your communication um, to help find lost pets. Yes, I do. And I love that so much. It's so cool. Now with finding lost pets, it can be a little tricky because, you know, they're moving and in different areas, right? So it's, uh, so what I do is I give people the sensations of what I'm picking up on from the pet. Like, I'm like, okay, are you cold, right? Where, what does it look like where you're at? How does your how does your body feel and all of that? So recently, the, one of the coolest pets that I helped find was a snake. So there was this snake that had been missing for, it was about three months. And these people oh, wow. finally like found my contact information from a friend of theirs. And so they contacted me to help them find their, find their lost snake. And I um, was on the phone with them and the snake was showing me like where it was in their house still. And the snake was showing me where they went and what it was like. And there was like pieces of trash around and it was like this and like this, and I'm curled up. And, and it, this is like a, a white kind of colored snake. So, you know, blend in really well, right. To, to things. Right. And so anyway, I was on the phone with the people directing them. They went, these were such dedicated people. They went into the kind of like the basement attic area where the snake was. And they looked while we were on the phone. And I was like, okay, you know, don't give up. And I, and, and then I um, let them know their cats was just saying, I'm going to help find the snake. Right. So they're like, I'm going to help find the snake. So after they got off the phone with me, they went and looked and they're like, okay, like let's, let's find, let's find her. Right. Let's find her. Let's find her. And then the cat went and kind of was in an area where the cat kind of pointed um, to the snake and the snake was curled up and they were, they were able to find her and she was like hungry and she was really dehydrated because she was showing me she was really thirsty and and she's doing really well now. So that was really cool because the, sna- the cat was like, I miss my snake TV. I want to be able to watch the, yeah. watch the snake. So it was so cool because they called me like, what was it about 15 minutes after that call? And they said, we found her. And I just, that was so, that was just so cool to be able to help with that. Right. Yeah. It was just amazing. So. Yeah. And I can't believe the snake was in the house for three months. And like, didn't move, like didn't get out and find its way out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. They had nice cozy spots down there. So yeah. Just wow. Right. Was, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, do people have to send you a picture? Do you have to see like a picture of the pet that's missing or? Yeah. I have them send me a picture just so I can tune into them on a deeper level with their picture and with their name. And that way I can do it without their, without their picture, but it just helps to have kind of like a deeper rooted connection with them to mm-hmm. have their picture. So it's really helpful. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I, I love yeah. that. 
Mm-hmm. So you also have a book out. I do have a book. Yeah. I published it in March of 2022. Yeah. March 3rd, 2022. And it's called Soulmate Dog, My Journey Home with Luna's Guiding Wisdom. And it's about my yellow lab that I had for 12 years that I adopted from a humane society I used to work with, work at. And it's about all her wisdom she instilled with me, all the stuff that she did, even that was like not good stuff, the wisdom that she taught me through that and just our journey together, you know, through her life and the end of her life. And when she you know, got a diagnosis, that was really hard and just how we embrace that last part of our, her life. And I, I brought that out into the world just to remind people of that connection that we have with our pets. And so people know they're not alone in that because I feel like a lot of people don't understand the depth of connection we have with the pets in our life. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be closer than even the people in our life because we have such a connection with them that they know all of us all the time and they're so unconditional and and we let them in on so much more than maybe we do with the people in our lives because they can feel all the feels from us so yeah it was just to, to yeah just to have people know they're not alone and to share her story and I had it come out on March 3rd because she actually made her transition to the Rainbow Bridge on March 3rd. And I wanted that to be just kind of like her like rebirth and her wisdom out into the world on that day. So that was really special. Oh, wow. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, the connections are definitely, for me, it's definitely stronger than most people in my life. So, you know, when Lucas passed, it was, it was, it was pretty devastating and, you know, Probably more devastating than some people, sadly. <laughs> no, it is one well, I can relate, and I, you know, that's how I felt with my Luna too. And and what I always like to remind people is, it's like even though they're not here, it's like they're in kind of a a different room, a different field of existence. That connection to them and us is always there. And and what I like to tell people is it's that heart to heart connection. It's one that we can't really see with our physical eyes, but we feel it in our heart and it's tangible in our heart. And if we're just open to those signs and messages, they, they come from them all the time. It's just, sometimes we easily dismiss them because they're like, Oh, it's just, you know, this, but if we really just Oh, you know, take a breath and soak it in. It's like there's those messages all the time from them. Yep. Yep. I get one every once in a while. Lucas sent me one the day after he'd passed. We were watching his best friend the next day after he passed. And his best friend, you know, you know, always slept in bed with us and everything. And then Lucas's ritual was to come up and give me a kiss on the lips when I woke up. And Buddy had never done it. And that morning he walked up to me like very deliberately and kissed me on the lips. I was like, Lucas sent you. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And that's exactly it. Yeah. And I love that you were able to feel that and know that, right? That's so awesome. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It was very cool. So now how can someone book a session with you? Yeah. So I have so many different ways where people can book a session. I have on my Instagram, I have a link tree where it has, you know, all my different links to my YouTube and social media and people can book a session directly on there or there's a link to my website or my scheduler. Or they can go to my website and book um, and book through there and on all my social medias. I have my 
little link tree with all my information. And my website is shawnamariefisher.com. So it's S-H-A-W-N-A-M-A-R-I-E-F-I-S-C-H-E-R.com. Um, is is my website, so they can book um, they can book right through there. And then a thing that I also do for people, as well, because a lot of people maybe might not be that familiar with animal communication, and might be like, "What is this all about?" I like <laughs> kind of see see what it is and experience it, right? So every Sunday night at seven o'clock Pacific Standard Time on my personal page and on my business page and on my YouTube, I do free my Sunday night live. I do free little mini animal communication reading. So people just type in their question on Facebook and it's just a, a quick little read. It's not like an mm-hmm. end up like a session is, but it just kind of gives people a taste to, to know what it's all about. And then I do 30 minute sessions, 45 minute sessions or hour sessions to kind of give people a, a range of, of what they think would be best for them. Oh, awesome. And how some, how would somebody prepare for a session? Oh, that's a great question. So how I like to have people prepare is just have in their mind the questions that they want to know from their pets. Like, I want to know, you know, what's going on with this or why they're doing this or, you know, what message they have for me, right? So what I like people to do is just kind of have that in their mind. And what's really cool is nine times out of 10 is those questions organically just get answered by them having that thought in their head. And if Mm -hmm. it doesn't get answered, then there's always a time to have that free form dialogue where people get everything they want addressed, addressed, because it's a lot, you know, so I want to make sure people get all the information they want. So I just always make sure that they have. Oh, yeah. Well, and you never know what the dog wants to tell you. The dog might have a different agenda. Exactly. Yes. And sometimes they do. They're like, well, hey. And then sometimes what's really cool is they'll bring something up that their person's been thinking about because they'll be like, oh, hey, you know, I kind of, you know, want this toy or this new bed. And sometimes the person I'm talking to will be like, oh, you know what? I was just thinking about that or something that maybe you were giving them the before that you haven't been giving them. Like these cats I recently work with were like, oh, I really miss this one treat. You know, and the person was like, oh, gosh, I can't find this treat anymore. I've been trying to find a replacement for that for that treat. So it's just, yeah, sometimes they want to share insights that maybe, you know, we might not be like, oh, aware of. Yeah, exactly. It's not top of our mind, but it is on theirs. Yes, exactly. So does the pet need to be present for the appointment? No, they do not need to be present. And that's such a great question. So a lot of people ask that. So they're like, oh my gosh, do they have to be in the room? What if they're asleep when you're doing the session? Like all of that is, is totally fine. So it is always fun to do sessions in person where I have the pet and the person, you know, in front of me, that is always really fun. But I do sessions a lot of times on the phone with people or sometimes on Zoom, you know, it just depends on what people's preferences are. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners to know? Oh, what would I like the listeners to know? Gosh, I'd like them to know that, you know, our, our pets are always uh, are always there listening and wanting us to have that open dialogue with them, right? And they always feel all our feels and they know everything that's going on with us. So, 
you know, one thing I always like to do this with my fur babies, right? So they always let me know, you know, like, hey, what would you tell your people you're working with? They're like, hey, I can tell you're kind of feeling this way. So kind of pay attention to how you're feeling and maybe what's going on with your pet. Because sometimes what they do is they help us with things that are going on with us, right? Which mm, is okay which is so cool. So if you're like, oh, wait, why are you being naughty like that? Or, you know, why are you, you know, doing this behavior? So I had um, my dog Luna that I wrote my book about. She had this like lip sore on her paw that was there, you know, for a long time. And it finally did heal up. But there was layers of stuff that was going on with me that was Mm -hmm. a reflection of that. So I was going through some anxiety and some stress at that moment. And the more I would have that, the more she would lick her paw. So it could be kind of tuning into those things because they kind of amplify things that are going on with us and, Mm -hmm. and help us to kind of have a deeper, deeper understanding of us. And they always want us to be happy, right? They want us to be, to be happy and take time to, to be in the moment, right. And just to, to share our love. So I have my, um, my dog cool up who actually is an OHS dog. I got her from the Oregon Humane Society. She's just kind of like my grounder dog. She always reminds me just to kind of like be present and there's always calmness around. Right. And then I have, um, then I have my cat Mojo. He's like, Hey, just like be curious. Right. He's always a reminder of me to, to be curious. Right. And then I have my, my dog nugget, who is my little golden retriever mix that I adopted from the humane society up here in Vancouver, Washington. And she just reminds me to always like have joy and share love. Like every day she gives me hugs, like lots of like hugs and loves. And and she always is a reminder that like, Hey, like be in joy and have fun and, and be silly. So look at those things and those reflections that the, the pets in your life give you. Right. And it, it, it can change. So sometimes, you know, they may help you with one thing and sometimes it might, they might help you with a, a, with another thing. So it's really amazing. They're such a gift to us. Right. Yeah, for sure. They do remind us of, uh, the right path. <laughs> they do, right? Yeah. And they can be, they're such an inspiration to us and they can kind of be like a, a catapult for us to kind of do, you know, things that like maybe we didn't think we would do or give us that courage, right? Because they're going to be such a big support system for us. They really yep. are. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Shauna, for joining us today. And uh, I'm sure we'll be bringing Benny in for another reading because he had a lot to say last time. So <laughs> I'm sure he has even more to say now. <laughs> right. I'm sure he does. He's like, hmm, I got a whole list. Right. And I love that. And it's, it's so nice, you know, to communicate with Finny and, and other, other pets in the world. And I love that people are just becoming so much more open-minded to that. Right. And know yeah. that it really is a thing. And yeah, thank you so much for having me on and for doing this amazing podcast you do to share with pet parents, all the amazing resources and things that are out there for their pets that they may not have known about. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of them. (laughs) Well, thank you so much and uh, have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. If 
you love seeing cute photos of pets and connecting with other pet parents and businesses in Portland, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to hear about your pets, answer your questions, and get suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. I'll see you in the PDX Pet Connection Facebook group.